Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Teutonic Takes. I'm here with Baby Leo. And oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm here with Baby Leo, and I want to give a quick shout out to all of our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for taking the time to sponsor us and, <laughs> and uh, go ahead and take the time to really, you know, fund us because without you guys, we are nothing. Um, and Baby Leo here is, is, is infatuated with his mama, but. I want to also thank the beautiful game network. Thank you so much for everything you guys do for us and making it so that we can publish this podcast for everybody. Um, as well as roughneck scarves and Icarus FC. Um, later in the show, I go ahead and, and say, if you want me to display your art, if you're a quakes fan and you have art or any articles that you want to write, please let me know. Um, because I would gladly display our art, our biggest, our biggest goal out of all this is to make the community bigger, um, you know, for the next generation. Um, if Leo wants to take the mantle, if Tony takes one day, it's going to happen. But we would love to display anything that you guys have that's Quake's content because at the end of the day, this is all a collective. And we go ahead and, and wish that all of this brings more content to us. So thank you so much. Um, and if you want to be a part of our Patreon, uh, it, the links are below. We do appreciate it. We use all that money to go back into making more Quakes content for you guys. So thank you so much. Cheers. And Leo, say bye. Go Quakes. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Teutonic Takes. I'm here with someone you guys all know. I mean, he's very dear to me, good friend of mine. What's up, Dom? Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Yo, what is up, man? Thank, thank you for uh, having me back. I know it's been a minute. Uh, always cool to connect with you two as well. I know you're over there in Japan, so it's always a treat uh, for us to go ahead and, and get on a, an episode together. Yeah, I mean, every, all the fans appreciate it too, man, especially when we can get a crossover. I mean, what is this, like Naruto on One Piece right here? No, <laughs> it's yeah. like it's crossover. <laughs> basically, wanted, basically. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, got, no. I, would, I would say I got to be on the Naruto side because I'm not a One Piece fan at all. So the One Piece fans out there, Luffy oh, in my mind. You and Daryl DK haven't even watched One Piece at all. You know, so. but you know, it's like 30,000 episodes. What am I supposed to do? You know, it's crazy. Out here, it's actually hella popular. Like you see kids walk oh, into school with like a One Piece backpack, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. like that goes past me. You know, like that's some crazy they're, stuff. They're in that. They're in that um that set. I love that we're talking about anime right now and manga. <laughs> They're in that segment where Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, and Dragon Ball Z had to hand over the keys to a new generation, and that new generation were the shows that all started within that same time and those mangas that started shonen in that same time. Mm. And it was One Piece, it was Naruto, and it was Bleach. And so you know, I rolled with Naruto and Bleach when I was in like sixth grade, seventh mm. grade um you know my buddies would go over to the philippines they come back with all the manga and we'd be like yo let's read this and then when the <laughs> anime came we were like yo let's watch this sub um so you know back when you back when we had like date bio being like our only source of you know translated you know anime on the internet and i just was not gonna sit there and watch one piece man right, right, right. <laughs> but, but i respect it so i went with the other two um on on that on that list uh but yeah it's it's no surprise to me at all that that one piece is super popular out there because it is in that holy trinity of you know of of popular manga slash anime from shonen so well i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's actually i don't want to say i don't want to say it but the way i've seen yeah. it i think it's bigger than dragon ball and that's the craziest thing to me that's fair. right yeah, and yeah. like 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's still relevant, but Dragon Ball's huge yeah. in Latin America. I know that. Dragon Ball's yeah. one in, in South America, number one. When yeah. my, my wife has Peruvian family and they and they, they like Dragon Ball, so we, we send them things like yeah. Dragon Ball. Yeah. But Demon Slayer looks like it's going to be the king out here. I mean, out here, Demon Slayer is already the king, but probably the next yeah, yeah. years is going to be that. See, I think the thing with the thing. So here, so I think with One Piece, just to go to your point, is it's it's been it's been never ending on the manga side. Yeah, yeah uh, which yeah. means it's been never ending on the anime side. So it's like gone through the generations of, of like <laughs> right, fandom, right. right? Like I can, like I'm I'm 31, right? Yeah. So I imagine that most One Piece fans are like in their 30s, right? And then they've had kids that are now One Piece fans, right? <laughs> yeah. Or like younger siblings and stuff that are also One Piece fans, right? Whereas like Bleach died out like a couple of years ago, making a comeback now where Dragon Ball had a break too as well. Now right. making a comeback or and pushing forward, you know, where One Piece has just been like, I am everlasting. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep going, which is which is one of those things. But I totally agree with you. It may, it yeah. may very well probably be with, you know more popular than, than Dragon Ball. And I don't think yeah. that most people are going to disagree with you. And then with yeah. Demon Slayer, that is a classic like cowboy bebop wolf's reign like one-off series that i just absolutely love where like it gets so popular and has this like cult following yeah that you want more of it but then the writer is just like i'm done like i'm yeah, finished right like, this is this is what you get this you know and it. so you're just like please more please like, yeah no i'm done like well, this is it like well, Demon Slayer i love it has a place in japanese history now because it passed up um studio ghibli for the most profitable movie in yeah. japan so yeah, it's yeah. always gonna be around and outside now. too as well yeah, so it's 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 yeah. definitely yeah. crazy and um just even all I gotta say this about One Piece, I gotta say one more thing. It's so yeah, yeah. dated that the characters are still risque and they get away with it, yes. right? So it's like holy, yes, exactly. you walk past like the store in Japan, you're just like, geez, man, that's like what? Yeah, yeah, you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, so it's just, it's yes, like, I love it. It's like, okay, like, all right. Well, it's grandfathered <laughs> in because, you know, it's it's from that time. Yeah. It's, just, it's pretty exactly. funny. All right. Well, no, let's go I into, totally feel you. Yeah, let's go into a little bit of soccer here. I mean, I know we could. Let, yeah, maybe let's we do start it. our anime Sorry. podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Basically, right? Yeah. Go back and forth for anime. That'd be oh, but we have something positive to talk about. We have a win. We finally yes, we have do. a win for this we San Jose do. Earthquakes team that hasn't hasn't lost in what 10 games now so this is actually uh yeah astron astronomical from this team i mean the purple sweater is back in action and it's working the purple super system is, is working right dom what do you it think is. first thoughts about the game um what do you think so so the the thing that i was most interested in is how the quakes were going to use their past results um to really fuel them for this matchup right and so, you know, we talk about being unbeaten in what nine or 10 now um, in this situation and coming into this match, it wasn't as if we had a string of wins. It was like, you know, maybe a win here, you know, some draws, we were getting points. And that's really yeah. was the most consistent thing about it at the end of the day, we were just getting points, um, which I loved, I absolutely loved. And that was where I wanted the team to go ahead and be and make an improvement off of, you know, even last season. It should just be in the position to at least just get one point out of games and put yourself in that conversation for playoffs or a team that just needed one more piece to be more deadly. Right. Right. Um, and so that's kind of where we ended up at the end of the day. Right. We bring in yeah. Nathan. The defense gets completely shored up. You you get on that streak yeah. and then you go and make another move and bring in a Bobacy. 
And now you've got somebody that can come into the Classico and score a goal for you when you needed goals. Right. And boom, here we are with that W, right? Right. So for for me, it's it's kind of just been, it's kind of just been like, you know, that peak to the buildup that we've seen over this previous weeks of how is this team going to improve? Um, what is Matias going to change? How is he going to adapt right. um, in terms of formation? We've seen a couple of different formations right. adapt in terms of the man marking system being a bit more zonal as well and covering some spaces. Um, and, and if that was all going to come together to really get us to the point where we can go ahead and say, all right, we've racked up these points in terms of draws. Now let's go ahead and get those W's, right? Right. Um, so that's what this game meant to me. It was taking that step forward to move on from draws to say that we can get these W's against top teams in the West. Right. I, I did. I did the air quotes because it's it's Carson. Um, <laughs> I never want to give them credit for being a quote unquote top team at the right. end of the day, uh, even though they sit in fourth place. And it is what it is. Um, but we got that W against a against a squad that we really needed to beat out to go ahead and say watch out for us as we move forward with the rest of the season. And we start talking about playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's really how I feel about it. At the end of the day, I have a, a whole bunch of comments to go off of what you said. The first, yeah. the resurgence or not the resurgence, but the mm-hmm. start of this Tanner Beeson era is insane. Ah, mm. Having yes, Osvaldo yes. Alaniz being your third best mm-hmm. center back is an insane oh, thing to think is, about. You right? know what? And yeah, that's, yeah. and that's, he, I mean, he's great, but he's our third best. And that's something that some, you know, MLS teams would love to have Osvaldo Alani starting every yeah. single game for them. And we have mm-hmm. him on the bench and, and coming yeah. in when we need him to come in. So it's just, yeah. it's a luxury that we've didn't think we were going to have at the start of the season because Nathan yeah. coming in just completely changed the complex um, the complexity of this team. Yes, most definitely. And I, and I think, and I think, you know, third, you know, I think it's actually really interesting that you say third best because I am probably I'm probably on the team of Tanner being the third best mm, and, okay. and and Alanis being being number two. And only this is the only reason why Alanis has shown us over time that he can do this, that he mm. can be that linchpin, someone to build around for the mm. Quakes um, in that role, right? In the defense, um, where you know that if he's in, if he's in, that we are going to be at least okay, right? Yeah. I think the wild card was always who was going to be next to him, and that's why I don't have him as third. But I will give Tanner Beeson his props, a hundred percent. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, that's where I'm in. I'm on that other side and being like, oh, I can definitely see you saying Tanner Beeson being the second best center back because he's been that good. Right, he, right. He's come in. He's come in to to really find his own form. Um, he gives something that the other center backs do not, which is that blocking ability um, that you know folks have talked about. You know, for for weeks now, um, even in last season, in terms of how important that is in in today's modern game and and the benefits of it on on the defending side. Um, but he's also just really smart in the decisions that he makes uh, at times. Um, his positioning for me is, is what I always take a look at whenever he is in, he does make some mistakes. Um, I, yeah. I've called out, a, I've called out a few, but for the most part, I now feel really comfortable with Beeson being in. And so now you have the situation where like a lot of folks are going to go ahead and say, well, how are you going to call Nathan number one? If Alanis is the one that's been there beforehand. Mm. And really it's the, it's the impact factor, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the fact that when Nathan came in, things really got shored up. Right. And the defense. Right. Um, I think Alanis deserves more credit than what I'm giving him by saying that he's number two because mm. of the consistency over time. But when I look at the impact 
Um, and, and I look at how how much the defense has has evolved as a result. Um, I really have to put Nathan up there right now as my current number one on uh, for center back. Um, and I think that Matias also kind of feels this way too as well because we've seen him use a three four three and three in the back, and we've right. also seen him go to four in the back too as well. And his decision wasn't based off of is Marcos Lopez playing you know playing up to speed mm-hmm. and who am I going to go ahead and rotate opposite of him as much as it's been. Do I want Beeson, Alanis, and, yeah. and Nathan inside there? Because I can send Beeson out to go ahead and mark somebody out of a match, and mm-hmm. then Nathan and Alanis will go ahead and take care of everything else, right? Um, so I really think that I really think that all three have been having a really solid uh, yeah. season up to this point. Um, I'm really excited to see how things move forward, but I also I also wonder, you know, if we continue if if Marcos Lopez continues to play how he has played, yeah, which is good for us. And which is what we want, yeah. right? Do we do we go ahead and put Beeson back into that rotational player role mm. and say, let's continue to use Alanis because we have him right now, and then you'll be the one to go ahead and partner with Nathan in the future, right? Yeah. Or does it make sense to keep having Beeson in the lineup at the end of the day? Hopefully not at right back, because I don't want to see him play out wide again like that. Um, so that you can continue to get those reps. So if you end up in a playoff situation, then you know that you've got a defense that can really be solid, right? Mm. It's kind of a it's kind it's one of those situations where if I'm Matias, like I have to really evaluate that game in and game out and say yeah. what is better, what's best for my team. Mm. Um, and right now it's just been to adapt and deploy the formation that makes most sense in terms of how you want to potentially mark out a player on the opposite side, right? So I think I think a good problem. We- we saw a little bit of it, right? We saw Alanis mm-hmm. hit the bench for the game um, that Nathan yeah. got a red card. So possibly yeah. he wants Lopez on the field every single game. And we're going to see yeah. that four in the back system um, yeah. because that system suits Lopez more. Um, yeah. I was I was telling everybody that was kind of like a Peruvian fan talking on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, why isn't Marcos Lopez starting? Like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. he played great for Peru. And I was letting everybody know that, hey, Matias Almeida's squad, he's really stubborn when the team's not losing. He doesn't like to change his lineup too much. Um, Exactly. And what I was telling everybody is Marcos Lopez is one of the best 11 players on this team, no matter what. So it it, it matters that he's out there every single time. Um, But it's just it it just was the formation that didn't suit him. So now I, I liked. I like the four in the back. I think that that's the way to go in the future because if Marcos Lopez is yeah. on the field, we have a great opportunity to score or even have him, you know, Agreed. cancel out one of their superstars. Because, I mean, yeah. he shut down Gabriel Jesus like it was like an MLS player. So he it did. was just yeah. this Marcos Lopez guy <laughs> that we've never seen. And if he keeps it up, I mean, there's, there's no, you know, maybe he goes to play for a Sevilla, you know, who knows, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is someone that has a great future, and I think they want to showcase that at least. I mean, put him out there to yeah. see if maybe because the transfer window is going to open up pretty quickly. Um, so it is, yeah. So who knows? Maybe we don't see Marcos Lopez next year. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about some other guys too. Um, okay, yeah. In this in this kind of this ten game window, what have you mm. thought of Lucho Abacasis? I mean, this mm. guy just mm. completely changed my whole thought about him in the last yeah. three games. And it, it yeah. seems like he's getting some legs under him and, and getting mm-hmm, up to fitness mm-hmm, and getting mm-hmm. his touch. Perfect. I mean, yeah, I want to say this, that Jeremy Bobasi heading goal is the only goal we've had from a striker with their head since yeah, the yeah. Wondolowski 
Real Salt Lake, you know, stunner. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, that's how many games ago, right? So it's been a while. A problem that they <laughs> saw they had, and we all love Cade Cal, but he unfortunately can't head the ball just yet. And this is something yeah. that we needed. And Jeremy yeah. Obosi gets his first goal with his head, and that's like, oh, that's like, you know, from Chris that Leach, yeah, yeah, lose yep. Chris Leach knew knew exactly what this team needed, and and injected that right into the squad, and we saw it. Um, what have you thought of the yeah. resurgence of? you know, uh, of Lucho Albacasis and is yeah. that going to work well with Jeremy Bobsey? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and, and speaking on that, speaking of that sequence, probably by far one of my favorite sequences mm. from the season, from the quakes, the, the through ball, uh, that, that started it all off from, from midfield, um, was just absolutely Yeah, I think it was Rometty. Yeah, that was a nice yeah. through ball. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, and then you get to that and you get to the goal, like just beautiful stuff. Abacassis has really been one of those players. So so I sit in section 127, so shout out to the crew, um, on, on game days when we play at home. And yeah. so I typically have him right in front of me when, mm. when matches start. And so I do watch a lot of him when mm. he does play either as a sub or, or, you know, or starting because I've always been curious of who is going to take over in that in that position right yeah. we've seen paul marie be there for a while tommy thompson has been hurt so mm. he hasn't been able to go ahead and you know be in that role you know as he has previously mm. and i would even argue that like tommy thompson has matches has teams that he plays really well against and a lot of teams that he plays pretty poor against at, at times right and so you know when abacassis got signed on we were just like hey this is going to be someone that can probably you know really cement their role um, be a solid rotational player and we just didn't see that for a while but recently I agree with you it seems like he has his legs underneath him it seems like he's starting to click with with the rest of the squad um, I don't know if it was like the the hair change or what but it just there's a significant difference in, in how he's been injecting himself into matches at the end of the day right he got, he got a hairline <laughs> back and he got his, his yeah, skills exactly. back <laughs> And then and they were good to go, right? So you know he he went he went KO can in this situation, not quite Super <laughs> Saiyan, but he's getting there, right? And so, and so you know, watching him play, I will say I have frustrations in terms of positioning, but I think sometimes the positioning is a lack of like that fitness mm. or just ability to just get up to speed against the opposition that we face. In the West, teams are really quick on the wings. Yeah, they yeah. are blazing fast, and and teams in the East Coast like Orlando are also the same. And mm. so that gives problems, um, you know, sometimes for, for our guys that back there on the, on the back line. And so, you know, with Abacassis, I think one of the, the interesting things, though, is, is that he's been figuring out a way to kind of counterbalance that. Yeah. And saying, let me, let me get into better positioning, you know, and then also when I have an opportunity to go ahead and move forward, let me be effective yeah. with my opportunities. That's too, a big one. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, think, I think that process, that thought process is starting to click for him now in terms of how he can be more effective. You know, on that side for the longest time, you know, we saw a lot of, you know, Christian Espinoza having to come back to the ball, receiving the ball, and then going ahead and push forward, decides if he, wanna go, if he wants to go to the touchline or if yeah. he wants to go ahead and cut inside. And then largely we stopped seeing that. And yeah. so, you know, that changes the entire play of how, you know, your wing backs overlap and also connect with your, uh, with your wingers up front. And I just think that the chemistry wasn't there. The understanding wasn't there, but now things are clicking and obviously is like, okay, now I'm starting to find my flow. Yeah. Um, not having, um, 
not having um you know one of our one of our overpaid players in the lineup carlos fierro i think yeah. helps yeah that a bit too as well uh, I, i've just have not been a fan of carlos fierro out there on the wings i know people love the fact that he would go ahead and cross the ball in but mm-hmm. i just found it to be i, w- I don't want to say one dimensional because there are some things about fierro that you that i do enjoy but there's a lot of inconsistency yeah of course and so i i've been saying since the beginning of the season you know if you have fierro in lineup there's a defensive liability which allows which doesn't allow that fullback to really get forward and do mm. any overlaps or or really think about how i'm going to go ahead and push the ball forward because they're having to defend so much and so by yeah. the time that they do get the opportunity to do so they're just like you know completely tired and just right. like well right. now i got to make sure and do what what i'm paid to do in this position yeah so i think when you know getting rid of fierro having other people in front of you um in this case it was it was beautiful to see this this kind of forward setup that we had in this last match since the galaxy i think it just really benefited abikasis i think the last string of games has benefited him in that sense yeah. and so as a rotational player in that role i am all for it going forward right. at this and, point yeah and at the start of this season i did have abikasis penciled in as the starter and Marcos yeah, Lopez on did. the other side so it, it is mm-hmm. nice finally seeing yeah. The, the you yeah. know the fruits come to fruition right or yeah, the fruits yeah, of labor yeah. come to coming to fruition and yeah looking back i mean the my biggest gripe with lucho abacasis was his crossing mm-hmm. was always over Cade cowell or always over yeah. chris wandalowski and yeah. maybe bringing in a guy like jeremy bobacy that is really good in the air i i hate i hate to really yeah. point that at him because he's not an alan gordon because he can do the same with his feet but he's no, just i totally he's agree just really good in the air right yeah. And and has that second ability, or like we saw a diving header to get a goal yeah, yeah. finally past Bond, right? Like what you yeah. know, like Jeremy yeah. Bobasi could have had three goals this game, but if it wasn't for the if greatness of Bond Jonathan Bond, right? He would have <laughs> he would have possibly had it already, yeah. but he just had a super class, you know, diving header that put him right back into the U.S. Uh, men's national team kind of mm-hmm. talking, you know, pool. And mm-hmm. I think that if Lucho Abacasis can, you know keep this role up or keep what he's doing mm-hmm. my whole problem with it was that he wasn't connecting in the final third and if he can now the defensive side for me i because i always do these graphics where i see how many tackles they have within you know the games yeah lucho avocasis even though he was a sub was always up there in tackles mm-hmm. and i was mm-hmm. like huh like he must be really good at defending at least on the defensive side but on the offensive yeah. side he was a liability because yeah. There was people like Tommy Thompson and and mm-hmm. um, Paul Marie starting a, before him. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if he can finally get those crosses down to a, a striker that can, you know, head the mm-hmm. ball in with greatness, then we might see a lot more assists come from Lucho Abacasis. And and yeah. speaking a little bit about him, he actually was on the team of the week this week. So it, he it, was, yes, yeah. Exactly. So it's it's like wow, like this guy yeah. who you know was a at the start of the season probably a third stringer is a team yeah. of the week player now. So. It's definitely a nice thing to finally see come. Um, I know Lucho Abacasis is, you know, he's a great player, but he's always going to be linked to the guy he was that was here before in Nick Lima. Oh, definitely. And Nick yeah. Lima wasn't starting for a, quite a while. Um, so yeah. it was like, man, like we may have fleeced Austin. I mean, if they gave us that much money for a non-starter and and a right back for that matter. Yeah. yeah that was that was a great deal of business by Jesse Fiorinelli. Um yeah. Let me just give this quick tidbit on Jeremy Abobasi with the Portland Timbers. Since the Portland okay. Timbers have traded him away, they've actually mm-hmm. had one win, 
two draws mm-hmm. and two losses. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are clamoring right now because Jeremy Bobasi also made team of the week. Oh, yeah, look did. at that team of the week roster. Wouldn't it be nice if Portland right had one of those players? Like, <laughs> like you know, so I, I don't know. I, are we seeing, you know, sellers regret already from Portland? Because Jeremy Bobasi is already coming to, to the player that we know he can be. Or is just just yeah. like a marriage, you know, made in heaven. I mean, the, the Quakes were great at crossing the ball, but nobody could head a ball in, and we brought in the True. perfect guy. Dom, want to see your thoughts on Jeremy Bobasi? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I'll just I'll just read out these stats. Uh, five total shots, twenty-four accurate passes, eighty-six percent uh pass success, and one chance created from your number nine. Yeah, that's that's what this system needs. We 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 talked so much this season about. Matias finding the proper guy to sit up front and the archetype really was Polito at the end of the day and how yeah. he plays um, his positioning, the way that he passes, the way he injects himself to really help out that midfield mm-hmm. and get them forward so that he can then have an opportunity to go, go ahead and get to goal. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's not even a matter of think. I know I see that Ibobis, he body embodies those traits too as yeah. well. The, the, First time that he came in, the thing that I started to really enjoy was his positioning when he's off the ball. Yeah, I think off the ball movement is by far one of the most important skills for someone who's in that in that position. Mm. Um, and Chris Wondolowski is probably one of the better examples. That's why yeah. he's been called like a poacher for so many years. Of course, um, because he's just been right place, right time. But a lot of that has to do with his with his movement off the yeah. ball, right? And so we lack that a lot from yeah. our forwards when Juan wasn't in and so you know i've been that guy who said last season where the goal is going to come from and then this season where the goal is going to come from right every time wando was on that brink of retirement you know i was always just like please no because we don't have anyone to fill you know fill that space for for those goals and so with the bobacy yeah i'm starting to feel like we do Mm. um and 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 so you know if a guy can inject himself into play where he can start linking up passes with our midfielders, which we really start to see um, Jackson Ewell realize that yeah. playing underneath him is, is pretty good for his game, um, where we can see Chofis start to have confidence in someone else to play one-twos off of right? or look for someone to go ahead and pass the ball to when, when he does get to the box. It, it becomes a situation where you're naturally just going to go ahead and increase the amount of opportunities that you have in a match to score goals yeah and that's where you get you know five shots from your from your number nine that's where you have an expected goal of one point you know 1.1 that's when you start getting into those those numbers that folks are starting to fall in love with that go ahead and dictate okay what makes this position successful right what are the things that we're looking for from this type of player um you know to really make an impact in the system and mm-hmm. i think ibobasi has those skills in the air he can do it we know he can do it on the ground um, we're really just waiting for him to get more chemistry and see who he starts to link up with, with Chofi. So Jackson Newell, yeah. and I think that's just going to really just fuel the fire of this club going forward as we start to make a playoff push at the end of the day. Yeah. And going back to your comment about where the goals were going to come from. I remember we were talking mm-hmm. about that at the beginning of the season and kind of yeah. looking at it now, Chofi's has been spectacular. I mean, having yeah. his best season of the year, <laughs> um, but that was kind of like, of, I mean, Yes, Chofis is better than Vaco, but the same goal production is coming mm-hmm. almost from the same position at the time. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But the goals that, that the strikers positioning is or the position is missing is actually coming mm-hmm. from 
the goals are coming from the center backs. I mean, yeah. they're kind of yeah. stepping yeah. it up on set pieces, and we're getting a lot of goals, and we're also yeah. getting a lot of goals from own goal, right? That's two goals now yeah, from yeah. own goal. So, yeah, yeah. so the goals are coming in different ways and, and this Quakes team is firing on all cylinders and the goals are just going to go in. Right. I mean, about, it, about, about trophies, I, I, would, yeah. I would love to say something about trophies and that's yep. against you as well in, in regards to own goal situation, own goals are created from mistakes from the opposing team when you apply pressure. Right. right. And so I, I love seeing on goals because then it means that the Quakes are applying that pressure that they need to when they get near the box. And I felt like that was something that we just did not do enough of to really um, take advantage of those opportunities at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like how many instances have teams come into our own house where we've been on the road and we've created a goal for them? Right. Reminiscence, the one that we did in, you know, in this in this past matchup, right? Like that yeah. goal in that yeah, corner yeah. was really Tenerbees, our own yeah. chaos. Yeah, uh, at the end of the day, right? And so, you know, with Chofis though, you know, he's someone who I'm starting to enjoy watching because i feel like he's been putting in the work recently yeah definitely. he's been stepping it up a lot of people talking about his fitness clearly wasn't finishing matches because he wasn't fit right at the, at the time um and then just be really lazy in terms of like ball watching or not making runs when he should have made runs you know right. i have a list of things that i could say um i i dislike about trophies right mm. Um, but the things that I do like about trophies, the potential that I see there, why people were so excited, I understand it now too as well. Yeah. Right. Um, so it so he's he's definitely won me over um in terms of being less, being more forgiving of his faults. Yeah. Um, and 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 really just excited for what he can do for us and what this team will look like once he really starts to get accustomed to the MLS. I mean, this is still his first season in the league, right? right? And so it's going to take some time to really get acclimated. We saw that with the yellow cards that he used to get. I don't, I can't remember the last time he got a yellow card. Right, now, right. right. He so. likes to get a go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But that was because the fouls that he's used to committing, you know, in the previous league right. weren't yellow cards. And then mm. this league they are right. So it changes your whole mindset of, you know, when you can step in, when you can't, you know, when you can make a move, when you can't, like, I, it, it's, it's a, it's a psychological factor that I think that he just had to just get accustomed to and attuned to. And I, and I am enjoying the evolution over the season. Um, but with, with Chofis, the thing is, is that everybody looks at his position as one that should be a facilitator of goals. Mm. Right. And so when we think about him scoring as many goals as he had, as he's had on the season, um, but but not following that up with assists. The problem there is is that a lot of his assists were were pretty much canceled out by just poor forward play. Mm. So I, I'm hoping this is what this is what I really hope is that we really get to see the true impact of trophies by having someone like a Bobasi, which yeah. is going to make more opportunities for Kate, which is going to make more opportunities for um espinoza out on the wings hmm. and that trophies can go ahead and get back slotted into that number 10 where we you know where he should be ultimately yeah um and then get to a point where he starts delivering more goals you know and through in, in the form of assist um to our strikers and they get that service from him that really rounds him out yeah. as that number 10 um and you know i know a lot of people are just like well, what does that mean for the midfield at the end of the day? Because I think I'm one of those people who really enjoyed the midfield in this last match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I know a ton of people are not fans of that yeah. midfield. Um, but I, I really think that in this in this game in particular, the benefits of having Judson and Rometty yeah. sit there in front of your back line were very apparent. 
right because it not only provided you with enough cover for um you know people getting forward and for you to go ahead and high press mm. um it also i mean well yeah that's really what it is it provided you with another with enough cover for your wingbacks to get forward and for you to go ahead and, and employ that high press and so when you're not the one getting pressed you don't have to worry about your team being poor playing out of that press which the quakes are really yeah. poor <laughs> remedy is probably remedy is the best player playing out of the press for the mm. quakes and you don't want that to be the case because Remedi is not your 10. Remedi is not one of your wingers. Remedi is not one of your forwards, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I like Bo- I like Ibobasi playing out of the press too as well, which is a benefit. So now you can go ahead and apply the press to folks. Now you're the one applying that pressure. You're the one causing the own goals. You're the right. one that has more, that has more, you know, um, passing lanes available to you to go ahead and inflict damage. And so I think that only happens with that defensive setup. Mm. And the creativity is going to come from guys like, Chofis when he played out there on the wing right it can it, you can slot him into the 10 and remove you know jackson yule if you need to you know what i'm saying yeah. you know slot him slot him somewhere else where, where he's allowed to just go ahead and ping the ball around as, as need be um but this really just all goes back to me just wanting two forwards at the end of the day but yeah. it's not gonna happen um. <laughs> but, but what 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 i want to see out of this lineup is i do want to see espinoza back in but i want to see the same thing I think yeah. Shea Salinas has been a great starter, but I, I think yeah. if if we can see Espinoza and Chofis mm-hmm. on the wings in at least one game and Jackson at the 10 and Abobasi at top, yeah. I want to see this creativity and see what they can do. And yeah, if it, that is probably our most creative side and I and yeah. and most dangerous side because everybody there can do something to create a goal or open up some space. Yeah. So at the end of the day, Jack, the, yeah. yeah. That's what I want. Go ahead, to go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go oh, ahead. yeah, yeah. I think I think the the only downfall of that setup is Jackson Ewell the ten. Jackson mm. Jackson hasn't been confident. He he hasn't particularly played very well in that ten role, mm. and so it is a bit of a liability there. But I I like it right now where we are still experimenting and tinkering with this mm. squad, where no one has really cemented themselves in that front in that front in that front line. Right. Because maybe he can get some of that confidence back. Maybe right. he'll his head and stop the back passes that everybody hates right now. Um, you know, maybe he will learn to start playing better out of pressure. Maybe he will ping the ball around more and really get over that back line. Mm. The thing, you know, get behind that back line, the things that we enjoyed about his game at the end of the day. Yeah. And maybe he can further develop that relationship with Ibobasi where it becomes something that yeah. is impactful for the squad. And we can go ahead and say, cool, right. you know, let's throw Espinosa and K back out there. You know, let's have, Let's have Lopez and Espinosa out there, um, and that works for us. But but I think that the the thing that re- that people really have to do is just not be married to Cade being a starter, mm. um, and then also not be married to the fact that you need to have a um, offensive uh, starting eleven to score goals. Mm. Because in this in this in this situation, it was the de- defensive lineup that allowed us to apply pressure and score goals at the end of the yeah. day. That's true. That's definitely true. Marcos Lopez and Abacasis had great mm-hmm. games. I mean, and, they, and yeah. like you said, they had the opportunity to finally move forward because they didn't exactly. have to worry about anything else. Um, the cover and, is there. Yeah. And speaking a little bit about Chofis Lopez, the Chivas, because mm-hmm. he's still on a loan, right? Chivas are not it's doing true. well. Yeah. And yeah. I was looking at Chivas Twitter and a lot of the people were clamoring to bring this guy back. So really interesting. Okay. I don't know what the deal is. If he can choose <laughs> to come back, yeah. Um, but all I know is with a lot of these all-star ga- players going down, yeah. I mean, Emmanuel Reynoso just came out that he's not going to be participating. 
and that opens up another mm-hmm. slot. So I think Buchanan and Reynoso's spots are still mm-hmm. available. And no Chicharito or Vela, correct? Uh, yeah, Vela, correct? Their spots mm-hmm. were filled by Pizarro and I think uh, Bello from Atlanta okay, United. Got you. Um, mm-hmm. But there's two more slots open. And mm-hmm. I think if Chofis Lopez, if I have to choose a Quake to go to the All-Star game, another Especially one. Especially because it's L.A. as well. Right. I think yep. I'm going to choose Chofis Lopez. And and if this trajectory keeps on going, if Chofis Lopez balls out, and it, let's say he gets called up to the yeah. All-Star game and he balls out. Yeah. I don't know if if Chivas is going to be knocking on our door and be like, hey, man, thanks for the confidence you gave our guy, but we're going to need him back because Chivas just lost 3-0. Uh, and, and with the Liga MX type of scheduling, there's only 12 games in each season. So if you gotcha. go down 3-0, you are thinking, wow, like we got to <laughs> change this quick. And I know there's one team that would love to have our coach back too and would gladly pay a transfer fee. So we, as Quakes fans, I hate to say it, do have yeah. to keep an eye on Chivas because they might want Chofis Lopez back. But I think I read somewhere that it's up to Chofis if he wants to go back. And okay. I can tell Chofis Lopez always plays better when he plays against Mexican national team talent. He tries mm-hmm. to ball out when he's up against those type of players because he knows mm-hmm. there's eyeballs on those games. He knows mm-hmm. the Mexican media is going to be looking at that game because I think ultimately Chofis Lopez does want to play for that L tree. I think he does. Yeah, yeah. And he deservedly, I think, should have been on the Gold Cup if this form mm-hmm. came earlier um, because yeah, Pizarro was on the Gold Cup and he hasn't scored in a year. So it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. maybe, you know, they should be looking at this Chofis Lopez guy that is yeah. playing the best best career or year of his career so even mm. even the, the years in chivas wasn't wasn't this good a lot of the mm. chivas fans mm. are saying it's because uh you know liga max is better quality than mls so personally <laughs> yeah, i want to yeah, see yeah. chelfies lopez ball out in the all-star game if they call him up because that's not the case yeah, i yeah. think Cho- matias almeida is getting the best out of chelfies lopez and it's obvious yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And he's and he's moving and he's moving him around too as well, right? He yeah. wings in this match, you know, even though he is at 10. And so he's also played there before, and if I'm not mistaken, for Matias. And so that's why he was comfortable doing that. And and he, like I said, if he's if he's getting his fitness back up, which yeah. we've seen the Instagram post of him in the gym, right? That right. extra time. Look at skinny, right? Like what? it's exactly all those been not, there, right? I, you I know, like same, hey, bro, but it's not a bad thing. Like the spin, exactly. the, spin, the, spin, the spin room <laughs> selfie. We've all been there, dog. Yeah. Come on, dude. Like, hey, look like, at me. Dude, I'm, I'm fucking out overtime, you know. <laughs> but, exactly. Um, it's it's fine. It's, so so like I'm I'm with that, you know. I, yeah. I see the guy putting in the work, and you make some really valid points in terms of like situation with Chivas I'm not super knowledgeable mm. in that regard I, I'm not a fan of that league in terms of me ever watching and it's no disrespect at all it's just like you know like I'm I am in I'm an Arsenal fan yeah I am a gooner yeah. <laughs> and then my other free time I'm, I'm watching the French league that's like that's what I do yeah um but it's it's interesting that you know the fan base of his parent club right are starting to talk about, hey, maybe we should go ahead and recall him. Yeah, there's. there's I, I think that's a positive at the end of the day in any situation, yeah. you know, in yeah. terms of just like, I mean, you know, in terms of the quality that that player is putting out there right. for eyes who have no, you know, buy into the quakes. Like those are yeah. people who just like, they do not have that bias, right? Um, right. And so that's very telling of, of how he's improved over the season. There's 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 two camps of this, of this whole thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hate to say it, but 
me and my family, we watch a lot of Liga and Mekis because the only thing they play yeah. on free television back in the Bay Area. So all y'all, yeah, all true. y'all MLS snobs and Euro snobs, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> give some, you gotta get some free games for us poor Latin people, you know, in this the Bay true. Area. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. at this the end of the true. day, we're not Mexican, but we love Liga and Mekis because it's always on, right? So it's, it's always like, on. Oh, yeah, it is. Right? And, it is. and, and that's, we've talked about that before. I mean, yeah. CSN Bay Area is like one of the worst plagues the Quakes could ever have. Bye, bye. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we, can go, we can go into that. And I actually didn't watch this game because of ESPN's blackout rules. Right. So I'm in Japan yeah, yeah. and I have ESPN plus, which I can't yeah. actually buy in Japan. I got to <laughs> buy a VPN to buy ESPN plus. And exactly. it doesn't even work with with yeah. with ESPN. With plus. ESPN so you got to have just, a cable subscription. I was so frustrated. I'm like, I'm not going to pay a cable subscription to watch one game. Come on. Like, yeah. what's going on here? And we need better streams. Right. Right. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's what it is. But there's two camps back to the Chofis Lopez thing. There's two camps, really. There's yeah. a, oh, he, you know, he, he's playing, but he's balling out because MLS is not good. And then there's MLS, another camp yeah. that's like, oh, wow, this guy's actually, you know, El Gordito, you know, the chubby yeah, one yeah. is actually skinny. Like he, he does want to do something with his life. Yeah. And, you know, following these players, it does seem that he, he, I mean, in some pictures I've seen, it does seem like he deals with some sort of anxiety when it comes to yeah. seeing fans. And I think that has to do with being so famous, so young. And yeah. maybe he's finally maturing in a sense where he feels safe and, and mm-hmm. he's just in a good system where, yeah, the environment exactly. is, is a lot safer than the environment in mm-hmm. Mexico. And, and the mm-hmm. media is just not on your back and all that. And yeah. maybe he stays because of that, but, don't be surprised mm-hmm. if if Chris Leach, you know, runs a, a, a fast transfer in front of all of us. I mean, mm-hmm. Forge Tofi's loaf is a permanent transfer or Chivas calls calling him back. Right. On the back. Yeah. Right. That's a, it's a very it's a very it's been the reality since yeah. we've gotten him alone at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Um, And so it's one. Of, it's also one of those things, too, in terms of like. When I think about the just a story behind Chofis when he did come into the club before he was a DP as well. Mm. Um, and I just think about the story around him, you know, people were talking about his, you know, his, you know, the ongoing investigation for whatever the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the weight situation, like all these reasons why him coming to play underneath Matias would be good for him, him having that, 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 that environment that's going to motivate him and push him forward. You know, I I can't imagine that the Quakes didn't feel like those factors would put them in a position to be able to rely on him for mm. like a playoff run, right? Yeah. And so I I would I would hope I would hope the business done doesn't allow him to be you know called back called until back, the yeah. end of the season. I would hope I would hope that that's the case, um, because what is the point of taking the gamble and paying somebody this much money if they're not going to be there for you in that long haul, right? Yeah. And we know this is a guy that they want they've wanted to bring in for a while yes. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this has been this has been like one of the you know top five people on his list, according right. to Matias, that he's meant to bring in, but the money just wasn't right in terms of doing so. So you're taking advantage of the situation and it's starting to pay off, you know, with you know, with the production that he's having. But there's right. still people better than him in the league yeah, that are showing, right? yeah. yeah, that are showing that from his position that you can do better. So, you know, I, I, I hear, you know, I understand the situation with like having a player on loan and wanting to come back because they're doing great. Like I'm a donor, so I've seen it all at this point in time. But at the end of the day, I think that the Quakes wouldn't have, have struck up a deal if it didn't allow him to be here for the full season. So, 
they might just have to sit there and just you know enjoy the show right, 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 right. <laughs> sure. yeah and that's and, what i'm hoping happens <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping chris leach pulls a quick one just like the jeremy Bobasi, and he's like i'm still on an intern yeah, all right let me, money. let me just yeah. ball out right now let me just Let's do it go buy trophies on a permanent and then maybe yeah. we see lukaku situation where he goes back to his you know boyhood club and then and then you know have makes a dream come true but for now, yeah. hopefully, Trophies Lopez is here to stay, and hopefully, he gets yeah. called up to the All Star game. And I know that that news maybe come that out. That would be tomorrow. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be seeing cool. some more quakes in the All Star game would not would. I mean, I'm excited. Are you excited for it? I mean, I'm excited for that kind of it's skills a, challenge. This exactly this whole the whole way that it's being set up this year yeah. is definitely like. I mean, I watch. I try and watch the All Star game every year. There's been some years where I've just kind of like, Meh. yeah. Right. Um, but this one is really interesting because it is against you know Liga MX because it does have some of that additional flair to it with right. having, you know, uh, you know, players from a different league that I think is really cool at the end of the day. I think it's a really cool concept. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they match up against, against that, you know, Mexican all-star team from, right. from Liga MX. Uh, and, and I, I would, and I think that, and really what makes it more of a spectacle is it is in LA proper, which is mm. just like that city, that you know just know has the culture where you have a right. ton of fans who are from Liga MX. You have you have that fan base um that is there for LAFC too yeah. as well. And now you're you're putting them up against each other. You're just like, so are you gonna go and support MLS right, right, and right, LAFC? Right. Yeah. Yeah, or are you right. gonna go and support your club from back home at the end of the day, right? right. Like that type of energy in one space while all this is going on that's wonderful i love it i like yeah. that's that's what i'm that's what i'm really gonna watch for i'm i'm honestly gonna be excited if maybe i see some like uh lafc supporters that like cut their jersey in half and then have like a crucifix oh, and do the half jersey <laughs> yeah you know like like the, like the like oh, the Peyton man. Manning ones, you know, like that you saw in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah. That'd be hilarious. I yeah. mean, if you saw, because I know Cabecita Rodriguez is like, uh, he's a Uruguayan guy, but he he he's like one of the best players mm-hmm. for Cruz Azul. And I and I bet there's Cruz yeah. Azul fans that are LAFC fans. So I would love to see what yeah, what they yeah. choose, right? Like that's like a whole little. People are probably gonna do the. Yeah. Exactly. I can yeah. definitely see a lot of half scarves, you know, being, oh, yeah, being yeah, yeah. sold and bought out there too, as well as a result of that. Yeah. Um, I think half scars are really cool, but I can definitely see that. I'm I'm gonna be looking for this MLS All Star kit at Ross. This is the first time mm. where I actually want to buy one, right? <laughs> so, so I'm gonna be looking for it at Ross. Why I, is I it always Ross or or Marshalls, man? Yeah, the, it's the always All Star kits are always there, right? Like like that's the one. I know all of us Quake fans, me included, the one back here have bought one at Ross for yeah. ten bucks. You know, so most definitely. Yeah. You're not a Quakes fan unless you unless you've seen a Quakes kit at Ross or Marshalls. That's just <laughs> right. how it works, man. It's That's just how it works. It's my, right. some, every every year on the subreddit, somebody pops up with a thread and they're just like, yo, they got freaking all these sizes. Right. And it's like dirt cheap, like this location. Like, go look. And then everybody's just like, oh, it's the yearly rush to go to Ross or Marshalls and go find the Quakes kit so I can go buy one. It's it's a it's like a part of our culture at this point. Right, right. Which is pretty dope. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean Kate Cowell's on the team and and maybe yeah, actually well, another person that may be deservedly of this call up to the all-star game is probably Wondolowski. I mean if if Wando yeah. doesn't get a call up or uh, I'm a, a part of me is gonna hurt, right? I mean after Don, all these I guys Don, are I think injured, Don Garber did it last year though for him right when oh he, he did okay okay so, okay so it, it it could or it could not happen in that mm. sense right 
yeah, I think, okay. it, I think if Espinoza was more consistent throughout the season, that mm. he definitely would have would have been on that list too as well, well right? I think maybe Espinoza is already kind of on that list, but he's injured, right? He's uh, he's at least sure. has a knock, so maybe yeah. they didn't just call him up because then they don't have to take him off, right? Yeah. So, um, but kind of cool. I mean, I know this happens a lot for b- basketball where it's like you still get yeah. to put the all star on your kind of like yeah, resume, yeah, yeah. but you didn't really play and. Everybody yeah, exactly more all stars. So it's it, I guess it's good for yep. the league, but it's all fun. But kind of talking two weeks later, I know we got Colorado Rapids okay. coming up. Um, yes, they are a very Killer strong squad. team this year and a brand Killer new squad. look team. I mean, some yep. team that purchased Mark Anthony K for a million dollars, right? Like, what is this a crocky yep. team? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Well, you know, the funniest thing is about speaking about cocky team. I was applying to MLS teams as like a graphic designer to see if anything okay. sticks, right? And I looked yeah. at the Rapids, and they're, they're you know what their starting salary was for a graphic designer? Sixteen to Probably twenty-one dollars like, an hour. Oh, I'm not shocked by that at all. Oh my like, god! Like let's let's Four be let's years be real. Of college <laughs> and, and two years of actual experience There's, to get paid. Yes. In an outrage, like what, dude? What's going there's, on? There's here? a there's a there's there's always been a respect that I have for the front office folks who yeah. work within the sport because I know a lot of them do it because it's their passion mm. versus how much it actually pays. I would love to see this league get to a point where roles like that, because um, look at our media team, right? They're amazing, yeah. awesome. I would love to see. I would love to for this league to get to a place where roles like that are paid properly for the content that they produce because. Yeah. Like in the Quake situation, for example, right? I don't know how much they get paid, right. um, but but just just speaking in terms of like league um, league averages, right? Like I have friends who who um, have been approached by you know teams in the league for you know other positions, you know um, you know physios and things of that nature, and so we've had conversations about like what they've been offered, and we've all just been like, "There's no way," right? Right. Um. So so when I when I when I know people who are in the league who are doing this, I know it's because it's their passion. Right. Like this league has to get to a point where we start paying the front offices and, and their members for things like this, you know, what they deserve for the mm. quality content, right? Because you you understand this as a content creator too as well, right? right. Like right. you know how many hours go go into making graphics, you know, yeah. you know, all the additional, you know, you know, times you need to do to do an edit or something like this. And 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 how short of time you have when you right. have to go ahead and produce that content if you want to do it consistently. Yeah. You know, we we have probably the best media team in all of the league, right? Yeah, now. I agree. I agree. And 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 what they produce consistently year over year over mm-hmm. year over year. And you know, it's one of those things where you just you just know that they're very passionate about that yeah. at the end of the day. Um, so that league, league as a whole, it has to get better, bro. It really does. Yeah. Sorry to go on that rant. No, 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 no. On that rant. No, no I problem. I no folks pay proper for, for producing that. No, that I agree. Good stuff I, I completely agree. And, <laughs> and if our media team wasn't the best in the league, you wouldn't see Instagrams pop up that are, um, just glorifying yeah. the tweets made by our team. So there's exactly. literally just, yep. you know, Instagrams about, uh, how good our tweets are right and they just repost the tweets and and that that speaks a lot of volume i mean yeah this team is just i mean of course they've won awards but it's just we have to understand that we are so spoiled with the team with with paul with pedro and jake and and audi on the on the front office side and and everybody that we know make sure you reach out to them and let them know because we do appreciate them everything they do for us and and can't forget sam either yeah, Sam, and, and, is out here killing it. and just 
to think about, we don't have a superstar, right? And these guys yeah, are exactly. all the superstars behind the scenes. Keeping, because, keeping the team relevant even right. in the darkest times all the time. Right. That's, all right. that's a thankless job. But to get to Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can Sorry. talk all day. I mean, I, yeah, I, I yeah, can talk can. all day. But <laughs> to, uh, to, to get to Colorado, the, the thing that I've always found really interesting about Colorado is how they've made up their team at the end of the day, right? Right. If this is this is a team that Kellen Acosta got traded to and everybody was sitting there kind of just like, well, that's it for his career because right. now he's going to be playing for the Rapids. Can you and, believe and that? Were, and we were saying that? People, people thought it was all over for him, right? It was a team that, you know, just doesn't get a lot of love at the end of the day because they're owned by Arsenal CEO, chairman, <laughs> oh. whatever you want to call oh. him, Dan Kroenke. <laughs> at the end of the day um so it's kind of just like his like pet project right um and it was his sons at one point in time who's now trying to you know fix arsenal but i digress um it's 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 guys like kellen acosta on that team which are just like very interesting yet key pieces it's it's having people like diego rubio and michael barrios who are just like you know putting in consistent production week in and week out and causing problems for folks it's 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 up and coming folks like jonathan lewis right it's right. it's having a consistent defender like drew moore that's still on your squad right yeah. and rosenberry right so like you you have these names that you can take a look at this team and pick out and be like oh these guys have been consistent for a number of years yeah and now they've just added in those other pieces to really just go ahead and gel and they're sitting in what third right place overall yeah. now in in the west the, so yeah, very... it's 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 one, yeah. It's one of those situations where I see this as a team that has, it's 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 had a bit of a vision, mm. and it's starting to come to fruition. You know, as time has gone on, because remember, Colorado wasn't Colorado wasn't disastrous. They had been right. like, oh, we had one really bad season, and then they were like in the running again. You know, being one of those top teams in the West and kind of just like fell off towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um. And then they started to pick it back up and slowly have just been climbing to now. They're just like in this constant. You know really consistent place in terms of like how they play week in and week out, which has just been really solid. And going back to, they're actually sitting in fourth, but they are one point oh, okay, gotcha. behind Sorry. LA galaxy. And there we go. And we helped out the Colorado fans actually, because we, we gave a loss to the galaxy. So they were excited yeah. about that. Um, but giving some sort of insight on this Colorado team, if you guys mm-hmm. are baseball fans, this Colorado team this year is a lot like the giants. This Giants mm. team has had consistent starters, have always mm. been able to win. I mean, not win games, but definitely been consistent players. And then they bring in a guy like Chris Bryant. They bring in a guy mm. like Mark Anthony K to really yeah, yeah. put them, you know, because they feel like this year could be the year where they Most definitely. truly make a title run. And that's kind yeah. of like the parallel. I Gabe's think. done a really good job, man. Yeah. yeah. And to bring in with with the bay area yeah, kind of right. sports right it, it's mm-hmm. it's you're almost seeing it in mls type type of deal they were like okay this is a buy now situation and this is a yeah. hot team this is a streaking team so we'll see what what team shows up on uh two weeks from now at paypal park yeah i think i think when you bring in those extra pieces when you when you really get think when you really have a consistent base and then you get everyone else to just gel around that base right that is where you can see that success no matter who's in there right like seattle does the same thing too as well right they have their base pieces when those injuries occur um the the you know folks come and slot it slot in yeah. and and then you still end up winning games with a bunch of kids on your squad for the most part because 
you know, you know, Rui Diaz is still getting service in the way that he needs to, right? Right, right. Uh, you still got to, you still have a role Don that's running around and, and providing, you know, wreaking havoc on teams, right? That base is there. Mm-hmm. And very similar to the Giants, like, yeah, my, my boys have had a, had a consistent base all season long. We've had yeah. a number of injuries, but Gabe has been able to find the right guys to plug and play and, and put into those roles and keep things gelled where, you know, he may be honestly manager of the season and the Giants yeah. honestly might end up up in first place and make a world series run which is i'm happy about yeah, um, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah like you're, you're spot on with that it's um it's one of those it's one of those teams that i said in the beginning of the season that people should watch out for in colorado oh. it is it is one of those teams when, when i looked at the rest of the schedule for you know this month and then going into september that i said that this is going to be that really challenging time to see what the quakes are made of right and i would say that with the firing of Firinelli, with the we don't know if the conversation has been had with Matias and Chris uh, it has, it, and, um, and yeah, Fisher with, yet. They, so Alex Morgan, um, great reporter. He, he yeah. kind of reported on it that they had a brief conversation and there we go. It was, yeah. it wasn't something where Matias wanted to share what was said. So I don't know gotcha. if they truly had a big long conversation mm-hmm. or it was yeah. more like kind of a passerby, um, hey, Matias, maybe do you want a GM spot or something like that? But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was a full on conversation that Matias, he kind of brushed it under, under the rug and kind of was like, all right, let's move on. There we go. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you, so, you know, we haven't had that, that, that talk yet, right. Yeah, right. Where, where we, where we do know that Matias and, and Chris are working together mm. to put together that data in terms of saying, this is how we want to go ahead and move forward. Right. Mm. We got the firm coming in and, and the whole GM search and, and all right. that jazz, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I think it's I think the, the real focus right now is is to look at what Chris is doing in the moves that he's made. Yeah. And look at Matias and how he's been able to go ahead and say, now that I have some reinforcements, we can start to do things differently with the squad. We don't have to bring in a Benji. We don't have to play our youth, our youths that is like, you know, are, really aren't ready at this yeah. point in time yet. Um, we have our injuries as well. That's kind of hampering some of those plans and, and that rotation a bit. Um, but I'll make it work, you know, by adapting, you know, my, my system and, and style of play to get it there. Um, Colorado is just a step in front of us in mm. terms of having already gone through that and, and now are, have found that consistency that they can go ahead and push, you know, push forward and, and get more W's, you know, as opposed to the ties and, and the right. losses. Right. right. So um, I think it's going to be a really good test for us. To see where we are i hope that uh the 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 bug that's been biting our team in terms of injuries is you know dealt with by that time too as well because i would really like to see a, a, a healthy quake squad with all of our players available mm. i would really like to, i would really like matias to be able to go ahead and make a selection against this colorado team yeah and and really give them a fight because i i honestly feel like this is one of those teams that we need to measure up against and see what the potential for playoffs is going to look like. Yeah, exactly. This is a potential playoff matchup. I mean, exactly. Um, yeah. Looking at this team, I, I just want to say, keep an eye out for Cole Bassett and someone that yeah. we all know, right? Someone that we all know, Barrios. I mean, Barrios has mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. A, a thorn in our side since his FC Dallas days. Um, yeah, he's exactly. Quick. He's, he, I mean, he's, he's creative. He may yep. be a problem for our center backs, and that's something to keep mm-hmm. an eye on. Um, he's, I would, I would, I would say he's like their Chofis Lopez, if that's a good per- comparison. Um, that's fair. A more consistent Chofis Lopez, and and definitely yeah. a more um, 
uh, prolific in MLS, Chopis Lopez, that's for sure, because he, he deserves yeah. all all the all the you know space and all the guarding that he gets, and definitely yeah, yeah. a very creative player, full of pace. Um, anybody mm-hmm. that you think we should keep an eye on? Um, you know, for me, it's it's really just a matter of of not necessarily like a particular player as much as it is just how they play well together. Yeah. And just watching Colorado games, they they're not really a team that gets mentally shaken. Mm. It, it really just feels like when you watch them that they have this level of comfort where they can dig themselves out of a hole if they need yeah. to. And so I think the Quakes are going to have to play a very similar game of just being structurally sound mm. and, and and play to what makes them great, which we saw in this last match is get in a situation where you can control the game, you know, yeah. um, and, and don't allow the opposing team to just really have those too many opportunities to, to strike back in a sense. And, and so, you know, I, I think, I think this, like I said, I think this is going to be a really good match to see how we can potentially line up um, against squads in the playoffs. Yep. And I agree. I feel like this is going to be a nice little two week break, finally going in hot. Yeah. So we're going yeah. to see, uh, we're going to watch the all-star game and then we got more yeah. games to come up and we got the half of the season left. I mean, I yes, know, exactly. I know, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I have tons of soccer to watch out here in Japan now because the EPL yeah. and the Spanish league, they're all at normal times now. Yeah. So for it, you. Yeah. For, for me. <laughs> right. So now I can actually drink a beer and so watch a game. Up at you know, 30 the morning right i know i know i know i know yeah but, you, uh, you can you can you can start your you can start your game with a beer in hand i'm yeah. at the bar at 4 30 talking about can i get an orange juice and yeah. then waiting until we can actually start drinking right 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 tom do you ever go to the arsenal bar up in sf i forgot the name of it um, uh we're at, at maggie's maggie's, maggie's that's right i went one time i went because i i went for a liverpool arsenal game because i'm a liverpool mm-hmm. fan mm-hmm. and that was one of the best experiences mm-hmm. I've ever had because Liverpool won a yeah. Petunia screamer and it was just like the funnest time. So if you guys ever get a chance, go out to the bar Maggie's with Dom because it's going to be a blast. All right. So yeah, the barrier Gunners uh, team is, is really consistent. They've been consistent over the years um, from, from everyone that I've met. That's a part of the Bay area Gunners. I know some of them are also Quakes fans too, as well. Everyone is is always been super welcoming. So if it, yeah. if it if it is a matter of you want to go watch your opposing team, I've never heard of of anyone ever having an issue. Yeah, um, no, it and it's downtown, yeah. so yeah, yeah. It's sometimes it's a trek to go ahead and get down there. Um, mm-hmm. but it's a it's always a really welcome group. So far this season, I haven't been able to mm-hmm. get to a match, but hopefully my my schedule matches up and I can do it very soon. Yeah, and that and that wraps it up for us, guys. Thank you for taking your time to listen to us for about an hour and uh, twenty yeah. minutes. But uh, <laughs> guys, if you guys want to listen to Dom speak for another two hours, definitely go check out Quakes After Ninety. Yes, because uh, it's a great podcast. I've Thank been a you. fan of it for many years. Appreciate and Dom, how can you find you? I know everybody here knows you, but how can you find yourself <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, most definitely. Um, so, uh, so on Twitter, you can find me at L-O-V-S-I-C-F-R-S, Lovesick Fresh. It's an ode to one of my favorite producers of all time, Nujibes. Since you're out there in Japan, I got to I gotta bring that up. Okay, uh, no <laughs> June Seba will live on forever in my heart and in my tweets. Um, and then, of course, Quakes After 90 on Instagram, Quakes After 90 on Twitter, too, as well. Posting content, trying to be a bit more consistent on the Instagram when, when uh, I'm at games. But, you know, sometimes I'm just getting into to it a little bit too much. Nah, it's all good. It's all <laughs> I enjoy good. it myself. Enjoy time, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I really, I really want to go ahead and say too, as well is, you know, I appreciate when I come, when I come onto the show, 
and you guys allow that platform to go ahead and say, you know, plug your own, plug your own show. Right. Of course, um, of course. There's, there's a, there's a huge respect that I have, you know, for tectonic takes um, because, you know, out of the gate, y'all have always been just very real. You guys have been very true to just saying, we want to produce content. Mm-hmm. We want to go ahead and build a community and that fan base where we can go ahead and say, hey, look, we're doing our job in terms of just giving you more Quakes content, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as as someone who's a moderator on the subreddit, where a lot of these podcasts, you know, have been birthed from and, and people writing articles and saying, hey, let me go ahead and get behind the mic. How hard is it to go ahead and do so? Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the fact that y'all have stepped up and really come into the fold and let your first year and produce as much content as you have, because, you know, I remember when when I was sitting in my college dorm as a Quakes fan coming to games and they're just being little to no reporting whatsoever. Mm. And, you know, there are other teams that also go ahead and report on the Quakes too as well, but there's no problem with having more content. You I know, agree. we had Robert Jonas, who who I will always shout out to, you know, Elliot Allman um, and a couple other folks who, you know, they were on the beat, but it was only occasional pop shots here and there. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ted Ramey didn't have a radio show to go ahead and and do something on the weekly soccer hour. So we were very limited in the amount of content that we have. So for anyone who's listening to Tectonic Quakes, um, anyone who comes and listens over to Quakes After 90, you know, just understand that all this is very grassroots, that that people are really putting their time and effort into producing this quality, this quality content for you because they want you to be more informed about the quakes. They want you to be more bought into this team. They want you to be a fan, to go to games, to watch the games, um, to have that, 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 that sense of connection so that you can have something that you're passionate about as it comes to this team. And you look at that, at that crest and you watch Wando and Kate and all these new guys coming up. Right. So, you know, I will forever be a, a proponent in terms of trying to push forward, you know, someone who's just getting into the game, someone who's tra- who's been established and wanting to get the word out for content yeah. that surrounds this team um, and really the MLS as a whole too, as well. So uh, thank you guys for the oh, work that you, you do. I really appreciate oh. it as a fan myself. And so uh, thanks for, thanks for having me on the, the show. Yeah. And, and I want to, I want to say thank you so much for that. Cause that means a lot to me and, and us here at the tonic takes yeah, no and, and any of you guys that are listening and you want to make that quakes content and you want to go ahead and write that article or make that graphic, I will gladly mm-hmm. display yeah. your art or whatever you do that yeah. covers this team because at the end of the day, we're all this together. And I learned that from you, Dom, yeah. and, and your Reddit and everything that you've done. So <laughs> I want to I want to keep giving that to all the all the, the younger fans, right? The younger generation yeah, that wants definitely. to that platform to possibly, you know, make this into a career yeah. and make this into their exactly. life. And and that's what we're here for at the end of the day, because yep. it's always it's always for the newer generations. Right. And yeah, we got you paved the way for us. And now Thank I'm going to extend my arm as well to pave the way for new Quakes fans and new podcasts, because at the end of the day, Thank you. we're 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 not the biggest team. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the truth, right? Yeah. But, we're, we're in a big market, but we're a small right. team, right? That's, how, that's grassroots how it is. Effort that we all put in all brings yeah. in the collective. So Quakes epicenter yeah. Quakes after 90, us included yep. the after the new yep. aftershock and and yep. hopefully more to come and the soccer yes. hour with Ted Ramey. How am I forgetting that? Yes, and exactly. all these shows and all bu- builds the content for all of us. And in and yeah. me as a creator, I love this content, right? Yeah. And I, I'm gonna go ahead and extend my arm if you guys want to display any of that your stuff, just let me know. I'll gladly display all of it. 
It's wonderful, All right. man. Yeah. And that's and that's it from us. And thank you, Sweet, Dom, man. so much for Appreciate the time. It. Yes, I, thank you very much. Thank you. And you have a great day. And and we'll say go quakes. Go quakes. Thank you.